Hi friends, my name is Tim. I'm the producer here at Become New. Thanks for joining us for this series, A Journey of Forgiveness. We've started the series with these three conversations with Ev Worthington, and now we're going to move into the portion where John is going to begin teaching as he usually does. Now, some of you have been reaching out to me wondering where John filmed that conversation with Ev at. Um, is he in a bunker? Is he in some sort of cave? People were asking. Looks like there's pipes in there. I literally heard that from people. I just want to let you know that he was in a car. His internet wasn't working at home, so he hopped in the car and ran to a coffee shop and grabbed that call with Ev. And that's a part of what I love about what we do. It's just real. We're just giving you a picture into real conversations and real thoughts. John films himself every day and then sends me the video. So what you're seeing is the extent of John's technical and uh, production prowess. So that's what you're getting every day. But I love it. And I hope that you love it too. I hope that it's touching your life the way that it's touching my life. This series on forgiveness is a really deep topic. And I've been hearing from a lot of folks in our community who wrestle with this uh, in really real and difficult ways. And a lot of people reaching out for prayer. So I just want to let you know that we love you and we're praying for you every day and that you matter and your journey matters. And I think that the rest of this teaching that's coming up is going to be really impactful for all of us, myself included. So thanks for being on the journey. There's a group of us who meet to pray every single day for requests that are texted in. We meet at 2 p.m. Central on Zoom. And so Monday through Friday, we're there. If you want to join us in prayer, if you'd be interested in joining that call, you can reach out to me at tim at become new. Dot com and I can get you that information and connect with you. But just know that you're not alone, that we're praying for you, and that we're on this journey together. Now, without any further ado, here's John. A long time ago, a prophet in Israel by the name of Micah, in a very dark time, said these words to God, Who is a God like you? who pardons sin, forgives the transgression of the remnant of his inheritance. You do not stay angry forever, but delight to show mercy. You will again have compassion on us. You will tread our sins underfoot and hurl all our iniquities into the depths of the sea. I'm John Ortberg, and this has become new. If you're new, this is a community of folks where we think together about how can we grow towards the kind of person that we most want to become? Because as Dallas Willard used to say, the main thing God gets out of your life is the person that you become. And we're starting now a series that is the most personal one that I have taught on uh, since I have started teaching online almost three years ago now. I have never thought of myself as an angry person. I have always thought of myself as fairly easygoing. I was a middle child. Um, one of the games my parents used to have, I and my sister play when we were very, very small, one and a half, two and a half, something like that, is they would set us up in two different corners of the room and have us run towards each other. Barbie was quick and nimble, uh, but I was larger. Mostly she could evade me. Then I would run into the wall. Sometimes she couldn't and I would knock her over. Either way, I didn't care much. I just thought of myself as somebody who was kind of easygoing and uh, not someone who yelled or exploded or brooded. For most of my life, if you were to ask me who are your enemies, I would have had a hard time coming up with names. And then that has all changed. 
And over the last several years, uh, ironically, painfully, some of the people that I have worked the closest with and some of the people that I have lived the closest with and loved the most deeply have ended up being relationships where the pain and separation and estrangement has been far beyond anything I could ever have imagined. And for a long time, that word forgiveness has been quite confusing to me. It's something that I taught about a lot and talked about a lot and thought I understood and have found myself um, quite often at sea. And then as often happens, there's an old saying, when the student is ready, the teacher will appear. And several months ago now, I met a man named Everett Worthington. And if you've been following along, you will have heard a few conversations with Ev. And he lays out an approach to forgiveness is deeply rooted in Scripture, uh, deeply rooted in the person of Jesus. We'll see great Princeton academician Hannah Arndt, who is not herself a Christian, said that the discoverer of forgiveness in the roles of human affairs is Jesus of Nazareth. Um, we all receive hurts. We all inflict hurts. Hurting is natural. Forgiveness is supernatural. Forgiveness is a miracle. It comes when it comes as a gift from God. We will sometimes say around here a little motto that's often used in 12-step communities. I can't. God can. I think I'll let him. And that's never more true than when it comes to forgiveness. However, um, letting him is way more than just passively sitting back and waiting for uh, tides of forgiveness to wash over me. There is something for me to do. And that's the journey that I want to invite you to go on. And Ev talks about this in uh, five steps. They are not linear. Often we have to go back through them over and over again. But they are very concrete. They are very actionable. And one of the things that Ev says when it comes to forgiveness, the research is very clear. Lots and lots of research has been done on this topic now. That the primary factor when it comes to forgiving is the time that you log working on forgiving. And you need to be doing the right thing. And we'll be talking about what those steps are. But, but primarily, you can learn to forgive. I can learn to forgive. And I have been doing this, particularly over the last couple of months. But it takes work. And we'll walk together on what that work involves. And it will bring healing and freedom. I promise you it will. We're making available, actually Ev's making available, a workbook that he put together. It's kind of a do-it-yourself process journey for forgiving. And the one that we're making available takes a couple of hours to work through. He's got a longer play version. I have done the both and taken a long time with them. And if you've got any forgiveness issues at all, and if you're human, you do, I want to encourage you to access that workbook. You can download it. You can print it off or just use it electronically and spend time with it. When we get to the end of the series, we're going to try to test ourselves to see how much growth we have experienced when it comes to forgiveness. And uh, I would encourage you, even right now today, think of some hurt in your life, somebody that has offended you or hurt you, and begin to think about the process by which forgiveness happens. Uh, Ev uses a little acronym to walk folks through this process. He loves teaching devices like that. Some people don't. Nancy, my wife, hates acronyms. So Nance, you will have to forgive Ev for coming up with this. But what he uses is the word reach. 
And uh, I will say, you might have heard Ev talk about this, what each of these letters stand for. I will tell you right up front, they won't bowl you over initially. It's as you walk through the concrete actions to take under each one of them that power comes and forgiveness begins to be born in our spirit. The R stands for recall the hurt. We'll learn as we're forgiving. Uh, what I forgive has to be quite specific. It has to be not just globally, this is a difficult person, but here's the hurt that I experienced. And instead of recalling it like I normally do, where I'm just rehearsing what a bad person that is and what terrible things they have done and reinforcing my own sense of victimhood and dehumanizing the other, uh, I actually seek to recall it um, from a neutral objective standpoint, as if I were a journalist. Um, assuming the journalists are trying to be neutral and objective, I look at it now through a new set of eyes. I'm no longer captive to the old story that I told. When I was on the way here, no kidding, I was trying to turn left out of one street and somebody drove slowly in front of me and then they pulled over to the side of the road and I couldn't tell if they were going to go or not and I just got irritated. I was telling myself a story about that person because I've done that. And after I turned, they ended up doing a little U-turn. Pretty clearly they were lost. I've had that experience a lot of times. We tell ourselves a story. So in the process of forgiving, we begin to tell a different story. We recall the hurt differently. And then... E stands for empathize with the offender. I begin to see this person again as a human being rather than just as a kind of non-human villain who offended me. And then the letter A stands for altruism, to give the altruistic gift of forgiveness. And we're going to see together, you know, there's an old expression, forgive and forget. And at the heart of forgetting is the word get. I want to get something out of this. At the heart of the word forgiveness is to give. And that is not an accident. And forgiveness works best when it is an expression of compassion and love. And then the C is commit. In the act of commitment, uh, of forgiveness, I actually commit myself. And I will tell you right now, I won't go into detail on this already, uh, but I will as we walk along. What I have discovered in going through this process is that my perception of myself as a non-angry, non-resentful, easy-to-get-along kind of middle child was really, really wrong. And I have discovered hurt after hurt after hurt after hurt after hurt going way back in my life. And I never committed myself to forgiving somebody. I just kind of drifted along and thought, well, as long as I'm not actively nursing a grudge or trying to get resentment on somebody, then I must be a pretty, pretty forgiving person. And I was not. And I think it may be kind of a humbling thing for you as you go along on this journey with me, but it may also be quite powerful to realize it is possible to make a commitment to forgive. And then H is holding on to forgiveness. And the idea there is even after I have sought to commit myself to forgiving, uh, memories will come up. Maybe the person that hurt you is still a part of your life and you got to see him. And every time that face comes into view or every time you hear that voice, it's like fingernails on a chalkboard. I won't take the time to talk about what a chalkboard used to be, but trust me, fingernails on it were pretty irritating. And, and there can be those kind of neural pathways inside us that just get irritated. Remembering a hurt, recalling the pain, is not the same thing as unforgiveness. And so I have to find ways to hold on to that decision and experience 
of forgiving. And then we'll also look at reconciliation. There can be lots of times confusion around um, what's the difference between forgiving a person and reconciling. Do I need to reconcile with them? And of course, sometimes reconciliation is impossible. Sometimes that person has died, but I will still need to come to a place of forgiveness. Sometimes reconciliation is impossible for very painful reasons. We'll walk through that together. One of the great prayers that Jesus taught us to pray has these words, Father, forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. I can, God can, I think I'll let him. I hope that you will go on this journey of forgiveness with me. Our world needs it. Our world needs forgivers. At Become New, we want to grow spiritually one day at a time, but it's tough to do that alone. So we're offering a little more support for anyone who would like to work on putting the content into practice. You can sign up to receive a text at the end of each week in this series, asking if you completed the here's how portion for that week. If you want, you can reply to the text and let us know how it went, or if you need prayer in taking those action steps. To sign up for the end of week reminder, just text the word MORE to 855-888-0444 and we'll put you on the list. As always, to receive the emails or video links by text, you can let us know at becomenew.com slash subscribe. If you're already signed up for the emails but aren't getting them, try checking your spam folder or better yet, you can add us to your contact list. Our email address is connect at becomenew.com. If you need prayer, we're here for you. Text your specific prayer request to 855-888-0444. There's a team of us who meet each weekday to pray specifically over every person who sends a text in. We'll catch you next time.